Welcome to Green Pastures Broadcast with Bishop James Hansen Saki, presiding bishop of Christ Church Group of Churches located in the United Kingdom, Switzerland, Ghana, and USA. Cast all your cares on Jesus. First Peter chapter 5, verse 6 to 10. It says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he will lift you up in due season. Tell somebody, due season. Tell somebody, your due season is due. Hallelujah. In due season. Everyone, there is a due season. There is a season when it is due. You know, when a woman is pregnant, there is a season. There is a time when the baby is due. Hallelujah. Amen. And when that Kairos time is due, there's, there's nothing you can do to delay the arrival of the baby. There's nothing. You cannot legislate against it. You can't bind it. You can't lose it. It is divinely appointed. This is the time that this is due. Your due season will come. It says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. I want you to understand that the God we serve is a God of conditions. The Jesus we present to the world must be a saving Jesus, but also a healing and a powerful Jesus. Let me tell you, the main reason why Jesus came is to die for our sins. Is to die for our sins. That's the main message. That's the main thing. All other things are, are side issues, but the main thing, the church must never lose focus on the main thing. And every Christian must not lose focus on the main thing. And when we go out to do this work of the Lord, remember to present Jesus as Savior. Amen. The main reason why he came is not for us to be rich. The main reason why he came is to die for our sins. And the scripture tells us that in order to even enjoy this work that Christ came to purchase for us, there are conditions except a man be born again. And so whenever we relate with God, we must observe his conditions, amen, so that he will then walk us into the blessing that must come to us. We are always looking for blessing. May we learn to first of all do his will and to love him unconditionally. And also at the same time as we are expecting a blessing from him, we must be careful to observe the rules of his kingdom that brings down the blessing. Now he says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he will lift you up in due season, casting all your care upon him. Tonight I came to announce to you that Jesus Christ has capacity to take your cares. Your, he says, cast all your care. That means the things you care about, he says, cast it onto him. You know how to cast something? It's not handed over gently, it's, it's thrown. You cast it on him. It means you are carrying a burden and then you finally cast it 
if you have ever carried a sack of corn or gari or flour and you have walked some distance with it and you feel very tired but you need to move and your neck is praying for deliverance and you are still carrying the thing and you are getting close to your destination or wherever or you get tired, you, you really throw the thing down. You cast it down. You lift it off. That's, that's an example of exactly what that scripture means. Cast all your burdens or your care onto him. The things we care about, the things that weigh us down, they become very heavy. That's why the word is used as weighing you down. It makes you feel heavy. When sometimes you ask people, and say, today I woke up and I'm feeling very down. What is making you go down? Something must be heavier that is upon you that is actually making you feel down emotionally down. There are burdens, there are challenges, there are troubles, there are things we worry about and the Bible says we must first humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. He will lift us up and we cast all our care onto him. The way we relate with this God is that whatever is the issue, learn to cast it on him. But it starts off with humility. And one of the signs of humility is the ability to pray. The moment we think we can solve it by our own might, we are not walking under the mighty hand of God. We must submit ourselves under his mighty hand. Then he will lift us. And he says, cast all your care on him. I don't know what you are worried about. But your worry will not solve the problem. What will solve the problem is having the skill to cast it onto him. Cast all, not some of your care. The things that, you, that worry you, the things that makes you feel like giving up. That thing, it says cast it on him. It means that we must have the ability to go on our knees and to cast it at his feet in prayer. Now, what I'm describing to you about carrying that heavy thing, I should have brought some sack and put some stones in it and asked one of you to carry it and then you can cast it. Whenever you carry you don't want to take it again. When you throw it that way, you don't want to take it back. That's why the scripture used the word cast it. So when we cast it in the place of prayer at his feet, we must not be willing to take it again. We must leave the place believing that that burden is lifted. We must walk still believing that the burden is lifted. We may get back home and we see the reminder letters of the debt we owe, but we must still believe that the burden is lifted. Jesus came to die for our sins, but at the same time, he also came to carry our burdens. Sin is a burden. Cast it at his feet. The sin you are struggling with, the scripture says that the sin that often beset us, that means the things that it always takes you back, it's heavy. You are trying to move forward and it's taking you back. He says, cast that one also at his feet. And that's why humility is key. Because you must really be humble to call for help. It takes humility to admit that you are a sinner. 
It takes humility to admit that even though you are born again and your spirit is saved, there are still some things of the flesh that still control you and you can still cast it at Jesus' feet. If you are not born again, you are carrying sin and it's very heavy and you need to throw it at Jesus' feet. After we are born again, there are things that we do that are not right in the sight of God. And you and your conscience alone know how guilty you feel about it and how sad you feel about it and how much struggle you are having with that very behavior. Jesus says, cast it at his feet. Cast it at his feet. Talk to God about it. You can't handle it alone. You don't don't have the specialty it takes to carry it. I read a story about a a, a man, he, he has been resisting the gospel. His friend comes to preach to him and he resists it. He doesn't want to know anything. Doesn't want to know anything about God because he has got multiple girlfriends. <laughs> at, at university, in second year, he, he said he has two girlfriends. So when he was asked that, Two girlfriends. Why? He said, oh, I'm doing my best. When I was in sixth form, I had eight girlfriends. So at least I'm scaling it down gradually. But ultimately, by the time he was about to finish, he, one afternoon, decided to accept the gospel. It was a shock that the gospel was presented again, and this time he accepted it. He received Jesus Christ. He even asked, what shall I do? He said, Receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and person. Follow the sinner's prayer. He was taken through the sinner's prayer. Interestingly, hands were laid on him there in the cubicle. And he received Holy Ghost baptism. When he was touched, he fell on his bed. Spoke in tongues for one hour. And his friend left him. His friend came back five hours later to check on the new soul. And he heard a noise in the room. The guy is working signs and wonders with his girlfriend. The same person who just got born again a few hours ago. He's busy committing fornication. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. The lesson there was that his spirit was saved, but his flesh is still yet to connect. It's a burden. It's a burden. It's a burden. Some years ago, one brother told me, Brother James, please help me. Help me. Whenever you see any lady in my room, you have a copy of my key. Just enter. This is my weakness, brother. Help me. Say, brother, brother in the Lord. But he has a weakness. He says, see, no. If we change the label, you will poison yourself. It takes humility to admit that. And we, 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 we helped him. One of my nicknames in school is questionnaire. Because I ask a lot of questions. I probe, I just, I ask questions. I ask a lot of questions. Very uncomfortable questions. So I've been going to his room. The one day I went to the room, the key I opened, and I went to the room. He was there. He was there, and a lady was there. Because he said, that's when you see something come. So I came. I didn't knock. I just entered. Nothing was happening. But Brother James is a very, very, very interesting character. Especially around, oh, hello, hi. What's your name? Are you born again? And I was talking to the lady, the lady visitor. Very uncomfortable questions. Then I just, I don't know what happened. I just, just looked on the wardrobe and just, you know, I just jumped and tried to hit something. And then a, a box of condoms fell down. 
So I said, brother, what's this? So I said, oh, it's just to protect myself from temptations. I said, this is rather the temptation. Because immature believers, their fear of premarital sex is not the fact that it is against God's word. It's the fact that they might get pregnant or get someone pregnant. I said, if that's the case, then this one is rather temptation. Because this is going to protect you from making someone pregnant. So you will not resist the temptation. So I, I seized those things. I went to destroy them with a, a match. And, I, and then I, I just bent it. So I said, brother, this can't happen. It's not good. Sister, you must be born again. Sister decided to leave. But it, gradually, that brother is now a pastor. The truth is that he was humble enough to admit something and called for help. Cast your care upon him, for he cares for you. People, Jesus cares for you. He still cares for you. When Peter was writing this, he was writing it to believers. That they will have challenges, they have pain, they have trouble. There are things that, are, that is on them that is weighing them down. And the Bible said, he says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. He will lift you up in due season, casting all your care on him, for he cares for you. This evening I came to announce to you, Jesus still cares. He cares for you. He cares for what you are going through, the pain. God cares. Jesus cares, but we must cast it at his feet. He's the one who cares. Sometimes we are talking to people who don't care. And we are deceived to think they care. You know, I've learned from experience that it's not every helping hand that is there to help you. It's not everyone that comes very close who really and he's asking also, how are you doing? How is the issue? How is this? That they are asking those, you get deceived to think they care. They are getting, they want to get information to see how much of the damage they cost is working. They want to get close to have ringside seats so as to see at close range how much you are suffering. But that is not to help you. But there's only one person who cares. His name is Jesus. He cares for you. He cares for the trouble you are going through. He cares. He cares for you. After all, he has the bigger stake. He died for you. He cares for you. Your shepherd cares for you. I don't know what has weighed you down. But tonight, I want you to cast it onto Jesus. When we're growing up with sang a song, cast your beddings unto Jesus, for he cares for you. Higher, higher. Higher, 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 higher. Higher, higher. Lift Jesus higher. He cares for you. Then he says, be sober. Be vigilant. Because you have an adversary. You have Someone who is against you. You have an enemy called the devil. The Bible says he walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. 
We are told that we have, we have burdens, we are cares, and we must throw it at Jesus' feet. And then, just after being told that, we are told who the enemy is. And then the Bible says that for your adversary, whilst you humble yourself, whilst you cast your care onto Jesus, there is an enemy who would be walking around and telling you, who do you think you are? You still have the problem. After you have asked Jesus, I lay my sins before you. Help me, Lord. You leave the place and Satan can say, who told you that your sins are forgiven? You are still a sinner. Don't, don't try to lift that hand again when we are worshiping. Don't, don't try to lift it up again. Sinner. Sinner. He tries to bring your past to you. There is an adversary. The word adversary is the word opposer. This one is not an opponent. See, we have opponents in a game. But this one is an opposer. It's an enemy who is opposing you for sinister reasons. He doesn't want you to rise again. It's only in boxing that, you know, you finish beating the other guy and you can hug him. And say you respect him. You hear them say, the guy beat Anthony Joshua and he says, I respect him. That, that's serious. That's, that's a game. It can, sometimes it can be fatal, but it's a game. But when you are dealing with the devil, there is no mercy. He is an adversary. He's opposing your forward march. He's sometimes the one that is putting all the burdens on you. Jesus says, cast it onto himself so that you will walk by being sober, hallelujah, be sober. Let the fruit of the Spirit work. Overcome the temptations that come your way. Be sober. And it takes the Word of God to make you sober. You can't say, I am sober. It is the influence of the Word of God in your life that governs your conduct that makes you sober. Because when you have the Word in you and you practice the Word, you will become sober. It means that at certain levels of provocation, you don't respond at the same level. It's not that you don't know how to respond, but the word of God is the government over your shoulder. That's why the Bible describes Moses as the a sober and meek person. It's not that he's like that. Remember he killed somebody before? All right. But it is the influence of the word and encounters with God. Be sober. Be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, is, roaring, is moving like a lion, seeking someone to devour. He's roaring. He's making some noise as he moves about, looking for prey. So when we cast our burdens on Jesus, even when we are, that's why, when we are carrying the burden, we must quickly know where to discharge it. Because Satan can lead us to himself. There are a lot of people that are having burdens and they don't know where to take it to. So they are actually taking it to the wrong place. They have been deceived into wrong places, into wrong association, into wrong religions, into wrong cults, all because they are carrying burden and they want it lifted off. Some of the causes of, of curses in families is because somebody, when they are having the burdens and the cares, decided to look for solution in the wrong place. And when they get there, covenants are signed that then runs through the family. 
People go and buy all kinds of things in ignorance. Whenever it matters, may the Spirit of God help you to locate Jesus as the one that you can cast your care on, not Satan. Not Satan. No matter the pressure, don't let Satan inspire you to start drinking alcohol. It's not the solution. Smoking all kinds of leaves that you see will not bring solution. It will give you temporary relief, but it doesn't bring solution. Sniffing and snorting cocaine and all of that will come back to bite you later on. But it will destroy you. The reason why people move into all these things is because they are carrying burdens. A lot of things are worrying them. Problems, challenges. The reason why people move to the point of committing suicide is all because of this. Recently, a doctor committed suicide. You ask yourself, a doctor, qualified, having family, why would he run into a train? Not accidentally, it's deliberate. That means something is going on. If the adversary is not the one moving him, then the adversary has created so much problem that he thought, with all his medical knowledge, he can't find solution anywhere except to end it all. Whenever the burdens get heavy, get to Jesus. It says, cast all your care on him. How do we do that? In the place of prayer and with the word of God to condition your mind. And like I said, not too long ago, even if God will not answer all my prayers, nor supply all my needs, I will still choose Christ. For he's a far better option than the devil and unbelief combined. That sort of mindset takes a burden away. What's the worst the devil can do? What's the worst that can happen? If my problem still persists, I must lift it off. The reason why people have had all kinds of mental health issues is because of the burden they are carrying. They want to end it all. As if that is the end. That is not a true end. Satan will wait for you on the other side. That's why he says, be vigilant. Out of the word vigil. That means you keep awake. You keep watch. You keep awake. You are not just blind. You are watching things. Spiritually alert. Physically alert. For you have an adversary. Even after prayer, he says, after you have cast your care on him, be vigilant and be sober. Because you have an adversary, the devil. He's the devil. He walks about. He's walking about. He's walking about. Throughout the scripture, we are, we are told that he's walking about. The last time he appeared in heaven before God and he was questioned where he had been before the discussion concerning Job in Job chapter 1. He said, I have been moving to and fro the earth. He's been walking up and down the earth. He's been checking. 
Last time Jesus gave us a glimpse of things in the spirit. He said when an evil spirit comes out of a man, Luke chapter 11, he goes and roams in places. These, these things, they've been moving about, looking for. And the Bible tells us that your adversary, the devil, he walks about like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour, seeking someone who had let down the guard. Lift up the God with prayer. Cast your care upon Jesus. Give it to him. Sometimes it is very easy to want to discuss it with people. But may God lead you to the right people. In the name of Jesus. Who after they have heard, they will hold your hands in prayer. They will pray with you. And they will genuinely mean the prayer they are praying for you. Haven't you seen people come into a prayer meeting and after they have prayed and somebody gets a breakthrough, they are unhappy that a breakthrough came. You haven't seen people praying prayers they don't believe in. There is only one person who genuinely cares. His name is the Lord himself. He has a bigger stake in your life. That's why he died for you. I don't know what is wearing you down, but I came to announce to you prophetically, there is hope for your tomorrow. Cast your care onto Jesus. That's why there's an enemy there. There's an enemy. There's an adversary. I read a story about a, a prayer meeting that was held. And the prayer meeting was held for one brother in the church. This is a church. And the brother had a kidney problem. So prayers were being lifted up for the donation of kidney. That God will make a way that someone will donate a kidney. Or that there will be a door open for that because his life is just, you know, minute by minute is going off. And people come and gather. And they pray, and they pray, and they pray, and the prayer was going on. People were praying. And then the leader of the prayer meeting said that, how about, if we have been praying for all this number of days, and it's not, how about any of us willing to donate one kidney? That's why you see the difference between praying and actually meaning the prayer. Who are you? You are praying for God to let a donor come. Could a donor be one of us? Or that donor have to come from heaven? It will be tested. <laughs> and it was a leader, the pastor who proposed this one. That's how about any of us here? <laughs> the room was quiet. So let's continue to pray that God will. And as they prayed for some time, then he said, okay, it will definitely have to come from one of us. Because that's how we show love. So he went to his office and came back and said, well, he, will, he has a, a feather. And he says he will throw the feather. Anyone that the feather goes to will be the one. That would be, everybody agreed to this divinely ordained way of pointing out who it will be. And when they threw the thing, the thing started coming towards him. He blew the air. <laughs> he started biting. He said, no, no, no. Said, <laughs> Even the pastor was not willing. So what kind of prayer is he praying? 
May we be led to this master in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, whom you should resist steadfastly in the faith. Every day you must resist the devil in the faith. In your faith, resist him. Because he's, he, if you allow him, the Bible says, give him no place. If we give him a place, he will put burdens on us. Burdens of guilt. Burdens of temptation. Burdens of problem. Remind us of burdens we have even lifted off in prayer. Tell you, have you realized your prayer is not being answered? We are in June. Where is the sign of his breakthrough? And those things can make you feel depressed. But may the Lord deliver you from every form of depression. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Resist him. Steadfastly. That means continuously. In the faith. In the faith. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brothers in the world. When we become born again, we don't become immune from problems. We don't become immune from challenges. May we not misunderstand the faith. This faith can be a trying faith. It can be a challenging faith. The enemy will test us. Satan will fight us. All kinds of things will work against us spiritually, emotionally, physically. All kinds of things can be flying. But be steadfast in the faith. Be steadfast in the faith. Your daily Bible reading is ammunition to use daily. Carry the word. Speak it in prayer. Speak into the atmosphere. Things may not be looking well, but because we are people of faith, we speak and call those things that be not as though they were. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Speak in tongues. You may not know what you are dealing with, but the Bible says, for we speak things to God directly. Steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings, sometimes when you are going through some challenge, it makes you, the enemy is able to make you feel as if this is an exception. You are the only one going through this. And that's why we ask God, God, what at all have I done wrong? Until you hear another person going through, and when you compare notes, you keep yours quietly to yourself. <laughs> Knowing that the same sufferings are being experienced by your brothers in the world. Next verse. But the God of all grace, who has called us into his eternal glory, by Christ Jesus, that after you have suffered a while, amen, after you have suffered a while, there are some sufferings, they are necessary. After you have suffered a while, he will perfect you. He will establish you. He will strengthen you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he will settle you in the mighty name of Jesus. He will settle. Complete that verse. He will settle you. He will settle you. He will settle you. After you have endured for a while. After you have suffered. The suffering is for a while. God will settle you. I came to prophesy to you, God will settle you. God will settle us. 
after we have suffered for a while, he will strengthen us in the midst of the suffering. He will establish us and he will settle you in the name of Jesus. He will settle you physically. He will settle you financially. He will settle you spiritually. He will settle you maritally. He will settle you academically. He will settle it in your health in the name of Jesus. After we have suffered a while, the God of all grace, the God of all grace, he will settle you. He will make you perfect. He will establish you. He will strengthen you. He will settle you. Lift up your right hand and say, in the name of Jesus, I declare by the power in the word of God that every suffering I'm going through, I declare in Jesus' name that the God of all grace who has called me into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after I've suffered a while, he will make me perfect. He will establish me. He will strengthen me. He will settle me. In Jesus' name, shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. He will settle me. In Matthew eleven twenty-seven to 30, Jesus made a statement. He says, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. 27 to 30, and I end the message. In Jesus' name. Jesus' words are in red. All things have been delivered to me. All things have been delivered to me by my Father. And no man can take it from me. That's why he's the best person qualified to take your burden. He took the heavy burden, everything, he took it to the cross. May we believe in these things and walk in them. And no man knows the Son but the Father. Neither knows any man the Father except the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Come therefore to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. You are carrying a heavy burden. All of you that are laboring and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. I will take the burden and give you rest. I will settle you, says the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name, all ye that labor, all those that are laboring to look for solution for their sins, Jesus says, come to me. All those who don't know him as Lord and Savior and are walking in other religions, Jesus says, come to me. Come to me and lay it at my feet. Lay your sins at my feet. I will take it away. That is the heaviest sin to carry. The heavy burden. And I will give you rest. And take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For and you shall find rest. For my, I am meek and lowly in heart. Lowly in heart. I'm very humble in heart. He said, take my yoke upon you. Take my bedding upon you rather. I'm taking yours and then take mine. Mine is lighter. He said, his own is lighter. He will exchange yours for his. He will take your bedding. And then he will give you his own. His own may appear difficult as in, oh, why, when should I, why, why, why can't I drink this? Why can't I do that? But all those things are actually light, light things. They are light. If you go to the devil, his prescriptions are serious. Prescriptions, serious prescriptions. Bring that and bring that and bring that and bring that and bring that. And all that he's asking you to bring to, whatever he's promising to give to you, he did not create any of them. Why do you want to commit your life to someone like that? This is a 419 entity. He doesn't own anything. 
You know those who are involved in Ponzi schemes and those people? After they lure you with high interest, one month, you bring 100 pounds, then you get 1,000. Ah, people get into it. People, after, after they get a lot of customers, two years later, one day you get to the place and they have disappeared. Disappeared with your money. And I remember years ago, there were, there were companies like that in, in Ghana. Piram and R5. Some of my friends, one, one of my friends, the mother, she died that afternoon. Her blood, because the people have gone away with their money. <laughs> it's a dubious scheme, but it is nicely packaged. You will get some small, you, you will see you earn something, and it will make you bring more. But if you think carefully, and those days there were economists warning about it, and people would always say, look, what are you talking about? You are, you are book long, too much paper, paper and, and, and learning. Your degrees is not solving the problem. Bank of Ghana, who do you think you are? These people are actually walking the talk. We have put this here. At the end of the month, we are seeing the percentage. And they will let you see it for a while. And you go and win souls. And bring them. And then finally, one day, you get to the place and they are gone. Gone with everything. Because as, as you were earning those ones, say, what? If I put 100 and I'm getting 80, then let me take 1,000 there and get 800. So what? If I give 1,000 and I get 800, man, Maxwell, what do you think? Let's come together, collaborate, let's go for a loan and go for 1 million pounds. So when we put it in, we will get 800,000. Every month, you get in this. Ha! We will pay off this debt. By the next month, we would have paid off the 1,000. And the rest of the 11 months, oh, Jehovah, we are going to enjoy. And you go and win souls. And more millions get there. More millions get there. And one day, one day, one day, you know what we call city. <laughs> they are gone completely. You won't find them. You don't know where they, they just disappeared with your money. And that's where people began to die. A lot of churches. <laughs> it's tempting. Look at, look at what we are going through. And then they say something like this. Is there. Don't you think we will end up taking money if you don't have discernment? They took most of all the investment of the church. The reserves of the church were sent there. The recent one that happened, a church is in big trouble. In fact, they're not one church. I know churches. The pastors have locked themselves in a room, calling on God. <laughs> Put the money there. The guy has disappeared. Everything is gone. They have announced another one to say, lady. So they say, men, something is gone now. Women, something has come. May the Lord help you. <laughs> in Jesus' name. He said, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. Trust him. Give all to him. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And it says, you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Tonight I pray for you. In Jesus' name. Cast your care unto Jesus. Cast that care to him. I don't know what is weighing you down. But tonight, in the next five minutes... I want you to cast that care on him. Speak to him. Lift the matter before him. What is it 
that is eating you. It's eating you up. If you are not saved, you are not born again. Sin is eating you up. And it's going to take you to hell. There is a way that seems right to a man. But the end are the ways of death and destruction. Come unto Jesus. He will give you rest. He will give you rest. He will give you rest in your souls. In Jesus' name. Somebody rise and begin to pray. I want you to talk to God. You know. Talk to God about that issue. Cast that care. Cast that care. This has been a broadcast of Green Pastures with Bishop James Hansen Saki of the Christ Church International Group of Churches located in the United Kingdom, Switzerland, Ghana, and USA. For further information, please contact us on telephone plus 44-7376-355-621 on the web www.christchurches.org. Facebook, Christ Church International. Christ Church, changing lives, fulfilling destinies on the foundation of God's Word.